Welcome to Friends in Prison. I'm Claire Aronson, and I have 29 friends in prison. I have 29 friends, but today I have no voice. You know, I talk about everything. One of my big topics right now is my kids. I have one who cannot focus, cannot turn in homework, even when it's done or half done. I'm so frustrated, and I'm like, why can't you get anything done? And then I realize, oh, yeah, it's been three weeks since I recorded a podcast. So first, I want to thank you for coming back. Um, if it's too hard to listen to my new raspy voice, just come back next week. I'm going to go ahead and promise you an episode next week, and I'll just repeat myself. No, okay, okay. I'll try not to repeat myself. That being said, I need to start today by repeating myself. Uh, the last episode was all about how I'm not surprised that people date people in prison. On the surface, we may think that it's strange because you can't actually go out on dates, but there are all kinds of people in prison, and obviously they're vulnerable, appreciative, and many of them are poetic and spiritual and very romantic. I am also surprised that my friends didn't make fun of me, saying that I was surely going to leave Nico for one of my pen pals. For the record, I just celebrated my anniversary last month with Nico, and we are very happily married. I was just telling Juan about my anniversary date. He asked for all the details. Oh, I wonder if he was just being nice, acting interested, or if he really wants to know what people do after 19 years of marriage. For the record, I told Juan how we went out to the chart house for dinner. They have, like, paper menus, but I was very highly impressed that they printed Happy Anniversary, Mr. and Mrs. Aronson, on the menu. Uh, we sat next to the window, and we watched the river. The food was good, but not so good that I'd want to order that exact thing again. Like, it was good enough that I'd want to go back to the restaurant. What did I order? Um... I got fried green tomatoes, shrimp beignets, and the catch of the day. Oh, and one more thing that you can't get in prison. I did have a chocolate whiskey. That I would order again. What? It was garnished with a, a chocolate ball that tasted like it was made right there in the restaurant, like it was part hollow, and a dehydrated, rehydrated cherry that had been rehydrated in the whiskey. That I would order again. Okay, so... I have to keep talking about love in prison because I received a letter from Andrew. Andrew also has a new girlfriend. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and read his letter to you. Dear Claire, this was from October 7th. Thank you for understanding how long some letters take. Most things, most things are really out of our hands and our control, so thank you. It is hard not being there for my family, especially in this time of need. My brother is on dialysis and is experiencing major medical issues right now. He's been waiting for a kidney transplant for five years now. It's been, he's been going through it for sure. I'm literally the last family member who truly cares. Oh, it sucks. I can only imagine what you went through and experienced with your mother. My brother was the only one there for our mom, especially in her last three weeks. Oh, I'm sorry what you experienced. But I hope it's getting better. You're right about meditation. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's great. You really have to put it into your life. Make it routine. Just don't, I just don't believe that I can handle the attention span. <laughs> LOL. I'm going to take a peek at this book you're sending me, though. 
Religion has never been my strong suit as well. So I'm just going to break in right here and let you know that Andrew is in solitary confinement. And whenever one of my friends is in solitary confinement, it it kind of um, makes me concerned, you know. Solitary confinement seems like a type of torture. And I want to take this, you know, I, I can't change in the moment. I can't get this person out of solitary confinement. I can't change the procedure in prison. And to be fair, I'm not 100% sure what my alternate plan to solitary confinement would be. So I want to change the solitary housing unit, the shoe, for Andrew right now because I can't get him out of it. So let's change it. Let's make it a productive place. Let's say, okay, you've got, and I don't know off the top of my head how long he has, but sometimes it's 30 days. Sometimes it's 90 days. Sometimes people are in the hole for a year. Let's take that sentence that you've gotten to be in solitary confinement and make good use of it. Can you learn a language? Can you improve your push-up skills? Can you learn meditation? So I ordered a book for Andrew on contemplative prayer. It has been, I want to say, 11 years since I studied contemplative prayer. It was amazing for me. Um, It was a different time in my life. And uh, so I'm going to give a little shout out to my friend Rebecca, who was amazing. She lived right next to my daughter's preschool. I'm going to go off on a tangent for a second and tell you about contemplative prayer. Um, and so I would take my daughter, Cassie, to preschool, which was like thirty minute a 30-minute drive from my house. And I had my son, John, with me, and he was a baby, a one-year-old, you know. And instead of driving the half an hour back to my house, I would go over to Rebecca's house. She had this giant bathroom, and it had a washer-dryer in it and a chair. And so I would give her, John... I would sit in her bathroom in this chair, and that's why I have to describe to you, it's not a regular bathroom. I'm sure you could do contemplative prayer in a regular bathroom, but this was like an extra little room that she had for me. And uh, of course, it also meant that nobody could go potty for 30 minutes, but I think, you know, John and her daughter, they were both still in diapers. So while I was practicing contemplative prayer, She would watch her daughter, my son, and cook breakfast for me. So when I came out of out of my, you know, meditative state, she would serve me bacon and eggs, and we would watch Kate and Allie. And uh, Kate and Allie was not on TV; she had to order it from Netflix. That's right. And uh, The Price is Right. And then I would go and pick up Cassie from preschool. It was just magical, and. I I took a couple of contemplative prayer classes, and so I decided, you know, this worked really well for me. And what breaks my heart is that even though that time of meditation worked so great for me, I don't practice meditation now. You know, I just, I did that thing that I do where I go, no, I'm too busy. So even though it really helped with my mood, even though it really helped with my patience and my understanding... And Andrew is right. Once it is a habit, then you can tap into it really easily. You can um, sit down and have five minutes of meditation. But if it's not part of your daily practice to meditate, you, you can't do anything in five minutes.
You know, you, you, you're not tapping into anything. You're just getting antsy and bored in five minutes, you know? Um, so I sent the same book that I had read when I was first learning contemplative prayer, contemplative prayer, um, contemplative prayer by Thomas Keating. And I thought, you know, as long as you are in solitary confinement, take this time to build up these practices, to learn meditation, to read this book. Yes, contemplative prayer comes from a, a religious starting point, but there are many types of meditation that don't. And I think that as a Christian, you can use meditation to be in a space with God and to listen to God. And if that is not a place that you can start from, if you don't have that belief or that relationship with God, you can still sit and listen. Listen to the universe. Listen to your own inner spirituality. Um, maybe that takes a different book. But I did send him the Thomas Keating book. So we'll see. Maybe he will get bored enough and have to read it, you know. Um, he says he's not close-minded. And that he'll send me his review. Game on, Andrew says. I don't even know what secular meditation means. So centering prayer, it is. Okay, so this is back to my friend Andrew's letter. Uh, the two Dutch books I, that I need, Berlitz, English, Netherlands, Dutch, English, which was $6.76, and the Easy Dutch Phrase Book, which was $9.90. Hopefully... In this letter, there's a check for $20. I don't know how much shipping and handling is. Um, so I just sent $20. Next time, just, just tell me the total price of everything and I'll send it. I'm going to hold off on the ink from the pen. Did I tell you about this? Ink from the pen is a magazine with uh, drawings and pictures of prison tattoos. And Andrew had asked me if I had ever heard of this magazine and I assumed that he was like, hey, can you send me this magazine? They are $20 each. And all I can see on the internet is the cover, so I wouldn't even know which one would be the best one to send. And I was like, $20 seems a little bit steep. And he was like, oh, I, I would never imagine that you would just send it. I would send you the money. And he did, in fact, as he said, send me $20 for the two Dutch books. And we will talk about why he wants books so that he can learn Dutch while he is in the solitary housing unit. Here we go. Let's see. Um, he wants to focus elsewhere right now, he says, not on the ink from the pen. Thank you for finding and ordering those Dutch books for me. Thank you. So let's talk about the girl. I met her on Ride a Prisoner almost two years ago. Before August of this year, we have just been friends for those last two years. Some video visits, phone calls, and letters in one year, I believe we only wrote six letters to each other. Um, she lives in Oregon. She came from Holland. When I come, when I came to the hole, the uh, he calls it the DSU. She surprised visited me while I was in the hole, and then after that, she confessed her love and the way that she felt towards me. And since August, we have been turned up and intoxicating to one another. She speaks Dutch. She's taught me a few words. Speaking is difficult because it really doesn't sound like, like it is spelled. I want to try to write a letter in Dutch. I want to surprise her. Believe me, I wish I could cheat by using a computer and translation, but it looks like I need to put in the work. So that's what I'll do. 
What I'm also going to do is probably send you the letter that she sent me after the first time that we've seen one another. It's an amazing letter. It was life-changing. A love like this is dangerous. It's a love that can create or destroy another life. What I feel for her is pure. It's intense. And most nights it keeps me up. Sometimes it's in a good way and sometimes in a bad way. But sometimes you have to love like there is no such thing as heartbreak. And you should always follow your heart. She gives me life. She gives me hope, which is impressive because I've always believed hope to simply be cancer. It needs to be cut out in order to survive. But what I once believed or felt doesn't have a life where I am today. If you don't give a plant water and sunshine, it dies. She's giving me all the water and sunshine needed to grow. Man, it's truly amazing and a blessing. And I'll have to send you that letter to share it with you. It's truly life-changing. I really am excited to get those books. I'm going to close this letter and get it out to you. I hope you and everyone else is well. Oh, snap! You took ama- you take amazing photos. They are really good. Please be safe and remain whole and well. Your friend, Andrew. Um, I am so curious and so hopeful about my friends who are talking about these new relationships. Um, I don't know the statistics, but they are not good about people whose relationships survive after they have gone into prison. But uh, I have one success story that I love to tout. Michael Santos wrote the book Earning Freedom, and he was sentenced, I want to say, to like 20 or 27 years in prison after he had been in prison for, you know, 15 years He met the woman that would become his wife. Uh, They got married while he was still in prison. They were married for 10 years while he was in prison. And since his release 12 years ago, they are still married. So uh, I'm curious about those statistics of people who do meet and start dating. Um, and, And obviously, it's frightening because it's harder to find somebody to date while you're in prison. So you're hoping that the numbers are better, but they can't possibly be better than than couples that meet on the outside, right? I don't know. I mean, that's what I am curious about. So let's talk about my response to my friend, Andrew. Dear Andrew, I got a letter from you yesterday dated the 7th. I got the money and immediately ordered the Dutch books. So I'm curious which she'll get first, this letter or the books. He had also asked me about another tattoo book. So I just responded to him about the tattoo book. Your brother has been waiting five years for a kidney transplant. I, I wonder what to do to register as a kidney donor. I am registered to donate bone marrow a long time ago. I don't know, like four or five years ago. I registered, but I've never heard anything specific. They just email me every once in a while to say, are you still there? Are you still interested? You'll do it if we need you to, right? Aha! Done! I registered with Advent Health to donate a kidney. I filled out a whole survey, and one of the questions was why I was volunteering to donate. Well, for one thing, okay, this is going to sound weird, I like hospitals and surgery. I just, I don't know, I like the attention, I like recovery time. I'm not totally crazy. I mean, I've never faked an illness or made myself sick to go to the hospital. But uh, I'm just saying, when most people cringe and avoid surgery, I find it fascinating. 
I didn't write any of that, though. I just said that you told me about your brother and I wanted to help someone like him. How cool would that be? My blood type is A negative. I felt pretty good about my survey. I'm not on any medication. I exercise a lot. I did have gestational diabetes, but otherwise, I'm pretty healthy. Ah, oh, my, la my latest episode of the podcast was all about love. I wish I'd gotten your letter before I published it. The way that you write is so beautiful. It's so cool. I'm sure that I'll talk more about people finding love. Basically, I said I'm not surprised that people fall for someone who's in prison. The friends that I have found are so kind, appreciative, creative, intelligent, and spiritual. If I were you, I'd seek love too. Also, I talked about Michael Santos, the author of Earning Freedom, and uh, told that whole story. I asked Nico what he thought of the podcast. Did it sound like I was about to start dating someone in prison? And he said he wasn't worried. Then I asked him for a critique of the podcast. Well, what did you think? I like it. What specifically? I guess I like listening to you talk. He said that he prefers when I just... <laughs> he says he prefers when I just talk over reading letters. So I'm going to try to read my pen pal letters, but just speak naturally and tell listeners how I responded instead of reading my own letters back. Okay, so that didn't happen this time. But next time, I'll just speak more naturally, Nico. I'm watching YouTube videos on keto recipes while I write to you. You know what I just learned? Store shredded cheese has carbs because they add flour or potato starch so the cheese doesn't stick to itself. I can shred my own cheese and save two carbs. I'm still working out every morning. Today we did skaters back extensions, which is just bowing while holding an empty barbell across your shoulders. Sumo deadlift kettlebell high pulls, ring dips, box jumps. Cassie slipped on one of her box jumps, but she got right back up and kept jumping. She didn't even flip her box to make it shorter. On Saturday, John and I are going to the family Halloween battle at the gym. I have to figure out a costume that we can work out in. Probably just red capes safety pinned to the backs of our shirts. I'm going to go get dinner ready, something low-carb, my poor kiddos. Have a great day. I'm so glad to hear that you're so upbeat. Right again soon, your friend, Claire. Andrew! That's right, I didn't even wait for Andrew to respond before I wrote to him but again, three days ago. Advent Health called me and suggested this program that can pay for airfare and other expenses. And I know it's a big if, if I was a match for your brother. At first I said that seems pretty unlikely, but there's no harm in filling out the application and finding out for sure. So, here are the applications. Also, the lady said, my weight is perfect, which is always nice to hear. She said her only concern was the gestational diabetes, so I'd have to take a fasting blood test. But I've tested my blood sugar many times now that I'm not pregnant, and it's always been fine. There's another program. You can read about it on unos.org, a kidney-paired donation. Has your brother ever talked about this? I could be matched with somebody else, and your brother gets matched with someone else that's on the list. Anyways, it would be super cool if it worked out somehow. Before I go, what can I tell you? Uh, John and I went to the family battle at the gym. They call it a battle because that sounds like more fun than family workout. John wore devil horns, and I had temporary tattoos of spiders on my hands and my face. I accidentally rubbed one of the spiders off my face. And now I want to get this into the mail, so I'm going to send it off and then go take a shower, which will obviously obliterate the rest of my spiders. It's okay. I have more. I hope you're doing well. I always hope that, even when I don't say it. Your friend, Claire. So, yeah, there's this whole kidney thing going on. 
I don't I don't know how it's going to work out or if it will work out, but um, it is a journey that we have started down the road of. And uh, I'm glad that you are along for the entire trip. I do want to tell you before I go, if you have not yet subscribed, why not? You've got to subscribe because you never know when I'm going to miss an episode and when you're going to miss an episode. Uh, definitely next week there will be a new episode. We've got so much more to talk about, but I am all out of time. Definitely tell everybody about the podcast. Um, you can take a poll. You can take bets. Will I actually donate my kidney? Will any of these romances work out? I'll see you here again next week. And as always, find your own friends in prison.